often as educators and mentors, we do not get to reap the emotional rewards of seeing where people go once they once their time with us once their engagement with us is at a completion um linkedin has certainly helped me gain uh, more visibility into this and has helped me give uh previous learners and previous students of mine uh their their just dues and, and kudos and otherwise virtual high fives um but it's so great when when they actively stay in touch and i have one such learner with me today. Uh, Noah's been on the podcast before, but uh, we've kept the lines open and he has been working on some really interesting stuff and taking a lot of the skills that he learned with us and putting them into real world practice, which is just just music to our ears. So um, this is Prepper's Digital Deep Dive podcast and I have back Noah Hart. Say hello, Noah. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for thank you for taking the time. So since the last time, let's say let's 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 start it this way. Um, you, we took you on as an intern, right? After uh, your participation in the fun program, we saw your your uh, your talent there, and we put you to work on some some marketing stuff, which wasn't um, wasn't completely your jam, but we saw your potential there, and you and I worked on a couple of projects uh, in in that vein. Why don't you tell us a little bit about? what happened after that and, 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 and what sort of trajectory you find yourself on now? Yeah, well, as you touched on, um, marketing wasn't my forte. Uh, I'm a design student, not a business student. So um, it was a little outside of the realm of what I typically do, but um, it was still very applicable with a lot of the skills I learned in my design education. And yeah, I've just been keeping things open to see where they take me. And I definitely learned a lot um, in the marketing internship I did with Prepper, and that's actually helping me ongoing. Um, I've recently become involved with a small startup called FreshFind, which is primarily an e-commerce platform for uh, small food vendors and farmers markets. Um, although we have a much bigger vision for that, um, I'm on currently with them as an intern. Um, through a company called Venture for Canada, which is somewhat similar to Prepper and matches interns with uh, small businesses. So um, yeah, I got on with them, similar to Prepper, like doing a marketing gig initially. And um, I've been using my education and my design knowledge to contribute a bit more than just marketing. And I'm currently in talks with them about um, coming on, helping to manage their marketing, but also doing design and business strategy as well. So um, I've actually kind of been self-managing the team of interns a bit and a, uh, using my learnings from, from Prepper to help run things there for them a little bit. Yeah, so um, I definitely wouldn't have had the confidence in my ability to do that without my time at Prepper. Oh, so um, good to hear, man. It's it's, and, and nobody like really just sort of passed you these leadership reins. You're just finding people are looking to you to fill that leadership role. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. it's a very small company. Like there's eight people, but only like the two founders are really working on it full time, mm -hmm. like in tight. Some of the other people are like in different countries, so they're not working on the core business. So um, yeah, they've been trying to get things moving with interns, but they're unsure of kind of how to do things because they're new to this as well. Um, so because like, yeah, I had such good structure through my work with Prepper that um, 
yeah, it's been easy to take that knowledge that I gained and transfer it over to, to this and help kind of come up with a new marketing campaign and different campaigns for um, Fresh Find here. And yeah, like we're coming up with ideas on what we can, how we can uh, make with the, works with the interns a little more effective and a little more streamlined. And um, yeah, I'm definitely kind of following similar structure to the structure I, I learned through you. That's awesome, man. That's music to my ears. Yeah. It'll be music to the whole team's ears. Um, I'm checking the website out right now. It's a really good, uh, really good idea. I'm sure you're going to be able to um, lend some key strategic thinking here. We actually had some fun program teams uh, kind of come up with similar, uh, similar ideas for, um, for certain, some of the food challenges and some of the, um, what do you call it? Hospitality based challenges and things like that in terms of um, COVID. And I think that there's definitely a, a growing market um, for this kind of, this kind of connectivity and finding these kinds of things. I think that's really great. Yeah. And we're, we're playing with a lot of ideas to expand uh, the breadth of what the product is. And like right now it is primarily just an e-commerce platform, but enabling connectivity and small scale economies and um, making it easy for local businesses to have more outreach. I think kind of our perspective is to kind of act somewhat as a middleman to um, give small businesses more of the strength of larger scale businesses um, where we want to provide them with more services for their marketing insights and stuff as well in the future. Like that's part of the, the longer term plan. Um, but yeah, where we just want to make it easy for, for communities to sustain themselves and people to find local businesses and create engagement and potentially like actual physical opportunities to um, circulate um, yeah, small scale economies. So yeah, it's that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm like looking at all their, um, their, their filters and, and, uh, sorting tools and stuff. There's a lot on here and the images are really great. They have really strong visual assets, which is, really yeah, nice. it's, it's, um, there's not too much on the platform right now as they were just getting out of the product development phase, um, where they did a pilot before, but, uh, this January, particularly we're working on onboarding new vendors and that's part of the marketing campaigns I'm working on right now, coming up with content and helping manage the interns to develop this, a, uh, yeah, recruitment campaign for markets and then shifting towards customers because obviously you need people on the platform before you can do more with the platform. Yeah. Now, how many, how many different types of interns would you say you have? Right now, um, at least when I started, there was four of us. Um, and then four more are joining us this week. Um, so there'll be eight interns. Um, but like capability-wise? Capability-wise, um, we're kind of well broken up. Um, I've kind of taken on a bit more of a managing and like core vision role. Then we have one intern who um, is good with content creation. One of them is more of a web developer. And then the third one is more about research and copywriting. So um, yeah, like those are all kind of tasks. They, uh, we were also breaking up work amongst the team at Prepper. Um, and yeah, it's been pretty easy to just kind of figure out how to divide things. Um, Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah you're, you're still in school, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, my school is canceled for January, <laughs> unfortunately. 
Uh, I'm not sure my pacing with it still. I might take things a little bit slower so I can put some more time into this. Yeah, but you're staying busy. I mean, the last time we spoke, you were showing me some really cool projects that you were working on. Do you want to do you want to talk about any of those? Bearing in mind that this is just an audio podcast and we can't really show things, but I could I can probably attach some screenshots after the fact to the page when it goes up. Potentially, yeah. Um, yeah, that was part of one of my favorite classes from last term, uh, conceptual tools and foresight methods. So that was um, just diving into different uh, ways of generating ideas and concepts um, in a way that uh, gives more authority and um, just shows that your, your concepts and ideas for a business are, are thought through and will be effective. And then the foresight methods aspect was um, how to look towards the future using your findings from um, your exploration with the conceptual tools to come up with a plan of development and execution of concepts in a way that's actionable and achievable. So um, in that class, it was group work the whole way through. So I worked in a team of five guys. We worked together the entire semester and slowly worked through different phases of it. Um, at first, we were just exploring AI, and then we came up with some concepts for three businesses, um, diving into new ways AI can be used in business, and then we targeted one specifically. Um, we ended up choosing IKEA, um, and then for IKEA, I can't remember what our initial concept was for that direction, but then we dove into IKEA, learned a lot more about them, a lot more than any of us really knew about IKEA going into it. There's a lot of actually interesting stuff in there, but then um, yeah, exploring the business, what they're about, what they do, and finding they're really just about providing positive experiences to, to people, to the everyday person, and making good experiences and um, good home life and organization accessible. Right. Um, so we just dove into ways IKEA could help expand on that. Um, there, there were, it looked up. like really good work too. I saw, and there were big brands that you were, um, big brands that you were, you were looking, taking a good hard look at and, and providing solutions for. Um, uh, McDonald's was one, right? Yeah, yeah, that was um, on how AI can um, contribute more automation within the economy and find efficiencies within their business. Um, in areas such as logistics, operations, um, like store managers, a lot of their roles can actually be automated. Like scheduling doesn't need to be done by a person. It can just be a system or a calendar. Yeah. Where you're just but what I noticed was you were even like, you were kind of adopting their existing branding and applying it to your idea and your thinking and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Like that was totally on purpose, obviously, right? Was that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was to give more strength to um, like, just to the concept and to, to make it more seem like part of the brand. Um, and that's what we did with the video for Ikea as well. Like just kind of using their, um, still a bit of a different take on it, but their core style and their core marketing image to just, um, yeah, because when it is a concept that's a little more abstract, a little more out there, a little detached from like current everyday life, Mm -hmm. using aspects such as like the company's existing branding or or other factors that um relate it more to the current vision and the current reality help make these more abstract concepts seem realistic mm -hmm. um yeah yeah so by using their branding it seems more like an idea that 
with someone else could already have and was pursuing. And actually with some of those ideas, we, we came up with the concepts and these plans and then found that they were actually getting like on top of it right now. Like specifically <laughs> with that McDonald's one, like they were already doing stuff where they're scanning your, your uh, license plate in the drive-thru to, to yeah. cater the menu to you. Um, and That's interesting. So we, and we just, uh, yeah, yeah. So we just had to push further into, into more abstract and uh, innovative concepts. The, uh, there was another uh, concept. I don't know if they actually rolled it out, but it was a McDonald's thing that I thought was cool. It was about photographing your license plate as well, too. And um, with like AI text recognition, it would put a sticker on your bag of your license plate so that if you threw your garbage out onto the street or onto the sidewalk or something like it could come yeah, back, yeah. To, it could come back to haunt you. And they were kind of helping make that happen. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an interesting concept for sure. It was yeah. totally like stick and not carrot, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, that's interesting. And that's what I really enjoyed exploring through my work. Um, just coming up with concepts to actually like improve the world. And yeah. like, yeah, like that's such a small, simple thing that they could be doing that like, no, like, it could be linked back to you, you could get fined, you know, like that, that's how you actually change consumer behavior. Yeah. Um, and that's what, um, it wasn't quite what we were doing at Prepper, but like that's what I'm like doing with Fresh Find is that like, yeah, people want to support local, mm -hmm. but it's currently not accessible in the same way a big business is. No. And it's like, yeah, everyone wants to change and adapt and support um, the world around them and their neighbors, but there's currently not a system set up in a way that enables that. So um, coming up with concepts to actually improve the current way of doing things and provide a way to change people's behaviors because it's just convenient for them to do that. Yeah. Um, like currently capitalism is just like dominating and big businesses are just controlling like all aspects of people's lives. And there's nobody out there currently majorly doing work to support the everyday person it is all about funneling money to the richest people mm. but um if there's uh, an effort being made to provide a system that is as convenient as these big business systems but spreads the wealth amongst the population that's mm. just gonna make it much easier to to change that and to Amen. make that more accessible and more widespread and that's kind of what we're hoping to do Amen. So I've been watching money funnel upwards my entire life. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sick of it. And I think that's going to change. And I think that the, the great resignation, uh, is, uh, is a sign of, is a sign of the times and people aren't interested in playing those games as much anymore. Um, For so, sure. so this is a bit of a long shot question with regard to some of those school school questions. Is there any chance that you were able to actually get some of those, some of your thinking in front of those brands and get any feedback from them? I mean, I, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. Some, were you actually able to? Um, not my group specifically, um, mm -hmm. but there was another group that presented, they presented a concept for Twitch um, in which they were enabling more like virtual identity stuff. And they were coming up with concepts that could be integrated into the platform. And um, my teacher for that class actually gave them the, uh, his contact at Twitch and said like, because it was a pitch presentation like that's what we did for the class and he's like no take this to twitch like see what they can do with it um awesome and yeah that's what's been really cool about like my program particularly it's like teaching you you can actually do things and 
if your ideas are there and you can actually like show proof that like this is actionable and achievable and would benefit the everyday person that you can actually do stuff with that and it's really empowering yeah Um, i i always tried to do that when i was a college prof i always tried to like for their the the marketing students their year-end kind of their big capstone project was a brand audit right and yeah in in as as many cases as possible not in every case i wasn't able to and it's you know you want to let students have some autonomy in terms of what they want to work on too but some of them would come up with ideas and i would say you should talk to my buddy who runs a brewery or whatever right and and they would and they'd have them in and they they were really interested in getting their hands on that um on that information because a lot of the time these places are places like that that are sort of growing but they're you know still small or they're medium they um they don't necessarily have the resources to uh, to commit to doing that research and doing that legwork and garnering those kinds of insights or exploring new tools for yielding those insights, let alone adopting them and, and ensuring adopt adoption like within their organization. I think that's always more effective, and I hope that I hope that there I hope that uh, like you said, like your instructor, I hope that there's a lot of instructors starting to do that out there, starting to really try and connect things to the real world um for sure yeah and that's the thing like as a student it's like you don't have exposure to the real world yet you've not participated oh, in, you're in a bubble. yeah and like that's what he's been doing for us a lot it's like for for us like this way of thinking and that we can come up with these concepts and ideas like we don't think we, we don't see the value that actually has like we're isolated and don't have confidence in our abilities but then this prof has also been like bringing in alumni people who graduated last year and like already work at big companies making a ton of money and they're like yeah he's been trying to show us like no like this thinking like these strategies like they have value like this is rare like what you guys are doing it's it's powerful and it's it's not as common as you you might think because when you come doing these things they just feel normal to you it's just what you do it's just your life you know um so there's like yeah that disconnect and um it's like thanks to things like Prepper as well that like give you the opportunity to have that exposure and that participation in the actual market mm-hmm. um, that can give you confidence in your abilities. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are just like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm a student. What possible value could I offer, right? Yeah. You, you don't know until you try and, and see. Yeah, especially when things are changing so, so rapidly and there's so much development happening on a regular basis. And how much things can change year to year now like young people struggle to have confidence in their abilities without realizing that they have such a unique perspective and position um that is a lot more valuable in the current marketplace than they might realize um fair enough yeah like there's so many big businesses that are so used to the status quo of doing things that that we were never a part of and um people don't realize that they're capable of actually changing things and doing things and contributing to the economy, but they are because it, it, we, we do live in a, in a free market society actually. And it is just organizations of like-minded individuals who can work together to, to achieve things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because we're still budding and growing and getting out there, it's, it's not common yet, but especially as more young people, get to the age where they're doing that, like especially younger generations who've had such different perspective on big business and capitalism than perhaps the common individual in your generation. Um, 
that's just going to make things like so different and it's going to be like yeah just these big generational shifts and i was that kid i I was that kid asking inconvenient questions about capitalism (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah Uh, well you so you've you've already given like a lot of kind of uh advice to sort of the next class as it as it as it were you've got uh forgive me you've got a year left in your studies or is it just a semester um, it um no i'd have a year after this oh, okay. if i keep a decent pace um as i get more involved with fresh find i might take things a bit slower so i might do another two years instead of one year because i'm really liking what i'm doing and the timing on things seems really good like especially coming out of the pandemic and stuff if we can be promoting markets and stuff like there, there's some opportunity to potentially do some real stuff and promote some yeah. real some real movement um, and you got to be paying attention for those opportunities when they come along right now and I've, I've been speaking to so many people um some of them a lot of them on the podcast who just like the right opportunity came along and it felt good and it they were like yeah this is i want to pursue this kind of thing and if not now when a lot of yeah, people, yeah. a lot of people go in different directions right now than than maybe they would have said they were going to go two years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, especially like for students, that people have such an initial rush to graduate in four years. Yeah, they just want to get out of school as soon as possible and start working. But especially in certain programs, it can actually be beneficial to get more experience under your belt first because you're never going to have as good of an opportunity to explore a breadth of ideas as you will in school because you're always going to be accommodating other people's needs and business needs. So if you can explore that while you're still in school, but then go back into school and take your knowledge of the real market and explore it in, in ways you're not gonna have the freedom to post-graduation actively, actually active in the marketplace, then you're, you're losing on potential value to learn. So that's where it's like, I don't mind potentially doing school part-time for two years and graduating another year past when I initially would have because I'm going to get a lot more value and development out of it than if yeah. I just rushed through. Yeah, I, I took my took my time too. I was in university for five and a half years. Yeah, I, I didn't come out of it with a PhD or anything, you know, like um, I didn't even come out of it with a master's. I came out with a, out of it with a couple of undergrads, but I wanted to focus on a rowing in which I had a, a like a really important leadership role. And, yeah. and I didn't, I wasn't thinking about like my career at the time. I just wanted to race. Right. But then I, I realized back, like looking back, I'm like, wow, managing that team of guys is not that different from managing a team of employees. And, you know, people have different yeah. ideas and approaches and strengths and, and communication is always key. Um, and uh, I wanted to work more too. I was always juggling a couple of part-time jobs when I went down to being a part-time student. And um, I still think about those jobs all the time too, and how they, continue to serve me experientially in ways that I never could have imagined at the time. Yeah, no, well, like, and especially like for students who are like in high school and stuff, like I know when I was in high school, like just college university was pushed so, so hard and everyone has this like streamlined path and like image of what you're supposed to do, that you're supposed to graduate in four years because it's a four year program. Right. And like, people need to realize that there's so much value and actually just doing your own path, finding your own path and doing what works for you. Like it it doesn't matter if you, how long you graduated in as long as you're getting value out of your education. Like if you're not absorbing knowledge and making the most of it, you're wasting your money. Like time and energy and everything else. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like if you can do it in four years and that works for you, that's great. But like that it does not need to be the status quo or the standard. And I think if anything, this pandemic will help pe people realize that more broadly across the board, because like, that's also why I'm potentially okay with taking things slow because my school canceled classes for the month of January and I'm going to have one in-person class and the rest is going to be online and online learning works in some cases, but I know I'm not going to be getting the same value to my education. So like, why would I just waste my time now when I could put it somewhere else that might be more valuable and then get that value later on when things can go back to where I intended on them being at this time. So um, Amen. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value just like not worrying about what other people are doing. Comparison is like one of the worst things people can do. And that's something I've let go of a lot this last year. Um, and just like finding what works and just feeling it out and trusting your own instincts is, is so much more important than people realize. Oh, brother, testify. That's, uh, that's, that's beautiful. I couldn't agree with that more. And I don't think I could have said it better myself. Noah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always wonderful talking to you. It's always exciting hearing about what you're doing. Uh, please keep the lines open and thank you so much for taking this time with us, uh, to share, you know, uh, a little bit more information as to where the next, well, the last couple of chapters of your journey has taken you and where the next couple, uh, are likely to. This has been Prepper's Digital Deep Dive podcast with former Flexible Upskilling Network program participant Noah Hart, former Prepper intern Noah Hart, who is doing amazing things and is going to keep doing amazing things. Please like, please subscribe. I'm Adam, and I'll see you next week with another guest.